Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome into Floor Yours, an extension of five on the floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors. You just saw Biscayne Bay Brewing. Make sure you ask for it wherever restaurant you're at. They're adding so many new beers to the line that I can't even keep track of them all, but I like the IPA personally, the Tropical Bay IPA. I've got a lot of it still here. We have a new sponsor called Booze Bandage, which is going to fit in with that just perfectly. Anyway, another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I reached out to him today because – I sold my house. And so I needed someone to handle the titles. Who was I going to reach out to? MarkBrownPA.com. That's with a C. M-A-R-C BrownPA.com. Help me sell my apartment. Yes, I'm just selling properties all over South Florida. I'm going to live on the street. But Mark's going to help me with all of it. And that's the guy you need to go to. Mention five reasons. You get $2.99 for the title. There's the phone number. 954-566-5678. That's 954-566-5678. Seven eight. He will help you with everything so you can flee the country. Also, he will help you with your estate planning. So if you have a young daughter like I do, and you make sure she's taken care of, young son, young family, make sure you go to him for the estate planning, help you with the wills, living wills, all that important stuff so that you don't ever leave anybody, including the ones you love, in the lurch. So reach out to markbrownpa.com. All right, let's get to it. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Five Reasons Sports. No ceiling t-shirt. Bam's still playing here in the Olympics. He's, I don't know, arguing with Dame Lillard on Twitter. Weird, weird, tack, weird approach to take. We've got Greg Sylvander here. Above me, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander in the Great Five Reasons hat. We've got plenty of those, not just in my apartment, but also on the website. And we've got our friend Alana from Feel the Heat and other programs on the Five Reasons Sports Network. So she's going to join us here today, and Alex should be with us at some point. All right. This is a general topic for today because, uh, you know, look, we've hit so many of these specific topics, specific players that the Heat could go after. They may want, they may not want. Basically, the rest of the country is now catching up to our reporting. Uh, There's more and more Colin Sexton reports out there. We've been talking about that now for weeks. A whole bunch of stuff that's going on with specific players, right? But we handled one kind of general topic the other day on Five on the Floor about whether Heat fans overvalue or undervalue their players. And now I'm just going to take off from what Larry Kuhn, who was on with us yesterday. Hello, Joseph. Remember, Super Chat, we'll definitely read your comments. So if you want to give us a little bit of cash, uh, we'll definitely read your comment. Again, I need a place to live. Um, but we, we handled that general topic the other day, overvalue, undervalue. But now we had Larry Kuhn on, salary cap expert. Make sure you check it out. It's now on the YouTube channel as well. And I asked him yesterday, I said, if you were to look at the Heat's assets, okay, what they have to play with going into this offseason, who they have on the roster, who they can trade, their draft picks, how would you rank it between 1 to 10? He didn't want to rank it, and then he gave it a 4. And when I pulled it today, 
Heat fans said that's about right. 75% of Heat fans said that's about right. A few went over, a few went under. Of course, the people using those assets play into this, and we believe that they're better than a 4 out of 10. So you're sort of counting on Andy and, and, and Pat and all them to sort of work their magic. But in light of that, okay, if we're to take that for face value, that the Heat don't have great assets to play with this offseason, should we be optimistic that they can turn this team into a contender this offseason? Not in 2022, 2023, but they can legitimately contend coming out of this offseason when they don't get someone as great as Alana's favorite, Mo Harkless. Alana, I will start with you. Really? That's how you're going to introduce me here? I planned that whole thing. Two minutes to come around to that. <laughs> um, I already got roasted today over that, so you're really hitting below the belt. Um, okay, here's my thing. I unfortunately think Heat fans are going to be upset this offseason. I think there is this kind of need um, and desire to always just be doing more than we realistically can be doing or will be doing. Um, so do I see us as contenders right away? Probably not. To me, I think it's more of a long game, and I don't mean like after the season, but within the season. I don't think it's going to be a just this summer thing. I think fans need to keep in mind that, you know, if every move's not made this summer, it's still going to be okay, and that there's plenty of time working, you know, across the entire season to get to contention. I still don't think we're necessarily going to, you know, outbody guys like the Nets or honestly, even the Bucks. Um, but I think that, you know, people need to chill out on this summer because I don't think they're going to be very excited if that's all they're looking at. That's a good point, Alana. And one we haven't talked about a lot, which is that, you know, the, the offseason extends into the season that, that you do have Big up time. until the trade deadline. But Alana is also correct, Greg, I think that he fans are not going to be thrilled with that because it's going to feel like you've pushed it down the road again, which is kind of what happened last offseason right so i mean if you don't make a major move but it's like okay but maybe lillard becomes more attainable by the trade deadline so we're holding on to assets yeah, like you can't keep this deferring is the, kick the can right i mean yeah at some point you got to stop doing that there's the, even the hope trafficker that i am has to acknowledge that but i guess i would just caution this and it's caution in a positive way like think about how milwaukee felt when they got ousted last year and how far away they looked and how much they needed to fix. And could that head coach ever get them there? And we go, we could go on and on poking holes in everything that went wrong in their off season, even when some moves didn't work out and they found a way to get it done. And so I just would caution, like, it doesn't mean that the heat necessarily are going to make this crazy move. It's that I don't think that they're as far away as everyone else does. And it's not because, um, like they have this great roster. It's just that the East is wide open and anything can happen. You see guys get injured. You see things, series swing. So I just think it's a little ridiculous to have been in the finals. You saw what Milwaukee turned around and did in one off season and, um, and not say that it's possible that Miami could do that. But I agree with Alana that the trade deadline is going to be a big portion of that. Um, and Andrew Green, thank you as always big supporter of ours. Uh, for the for the uh, donation there, uh, always trust Pat and Andy. I, I think we do trust, particularly Andy. Like I feel like there's a hundred percent trust level. Yes, in that gentleman. Um, I don't know that the that the Heat fans are always trusting of Pat in some regard, right? Because sometimes there's a frustration that Pat is too sentimental. Um, I've said that I think Cutthroat uh, Riley is back. Uh, everything I've sensed from his pressers from what people I've talked to inside the organization, that that, that 
it, it, it varies, right? It's like sometimes you get sentimental pat, sometimes, it, okay, I gave it that a shot. Okay, now F them all, and, and you know, we're going to make the moves we have to make. Um, but, but I do think that this idea of deferring until the trade deadline, which may end up being the best strategy if the guys that you really want, you know, you think are going to become available then, that you at least keep something in reserve. And also, some of this stuff, you know, these players may be more easily movable at that stage. Um, but another comment that came in is a lot of it comes down to unlocking the picks from OKC. I, I want to go back to that. And I'm going to go back to you in a second. But, Greg, looking back at that, like, hasn't that move, the, 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 the having this situation with OKC, which looked like a good move at the time, perhaps, like, it feels like this is the major impediment to them doing anything. What, is, as we talked about with Larry, the Stepian rule and the fact that they don't know when those picks are actually going to, are going to, you know, cash in. I, I don't even remember how OKC got those picks from the Heat. How did that happen? I, I mean, was that the... It had that, to have gotten rerouted there, right? Was that the Drogic trade? I can't even keep track of it. Yeah, anymore. I can't reconcile that, but I, I will say that, yes, that we're in the, in a state of the league where if you can't throw two, three, four first-round picks or at least be able to do multiple pick swaps in years, like... You just can't negotiate the same way that those other teams can. So that is definitely an issue. And I think they got to address it this off season. Um, there's no doubt. They got to figure out a way to unlock those picks. And Larry Kuhn said essentially like it would take a good player to unlock those picks, mm -hmm. which I think is a little steep. Oh, it might be. Well, let, let's get to this. Cause another report today, a lot of uh, that now Duncan Robinson, uh, I don't know, I guess on his podcast, he kind of talked about the heat in the past tense. Although I, I never read into that. And there's other reports you can get as much as 24 million. I remember when people laughed at me when I said 15 to 18 during the season, and now we're at 24. And I think the number on Kendrick Nunn is low, by the way. I think the number that's out there, I think he can get more than a 10 or $11 million from somebody. Um, so in light of that, like getting back to your point, a lot of like Heat fans, if they don't end up keeping Duncan and Kendrick, like they've gotten worse, right? Like those are their two best shooters. It's going to take a lot to bring in to necessarily be better than they were this season, which wasn't very good. Yeah, it's interesting about Duncan because I actually somewhat felt that way earlier. Um, and I think, honestly, even before we got knocked out of the playoffs, there were some comments he made that didn't necessarily make me feel confident that he was going to return. So I feel like I've been kind of bracing myself for that. Um, I think I said this once on Clutch Corner. I would give him like 18, and maybe after that I would let him walk. But then again, it does, to your point, matter because if we're just letting everyone go and we're not necessarily that confident that a huge whale is going to come in, at least not now, are we worse off? Um, yeah. I think, to your point, Riley – I think Riley feels embarrassed by what happened to us. We went from the finals, and I know it was the bubble, and then I kind of still think of this as the asterisk here. But I think he's hungry. I think he's sick of, you know – all the fans and just people around the league kind of looking at the heat as frauds. Um, but if they let both of them go, what, what, what are we doing? I, I don't, yeah. I'm not really sure I understand the direction of this team right now. Well, that's the other thing. Lynette comes in, Duncan's not worth 24 million. I, I, part of this is you're worth in the NBA, what the salary cap rules dictate you can do with a player. Right. So, I mean, there was a year that J.J. Reddick got $20 million for one season from Philadelphia. He wasn't worth $20 million, but it's just that that wasn't going to hurt them. So it was kind of like in terms of – I mean, look at Goran's deal. Goran's deal too, right? I, so we see that kind of thing all the time. They tried to make that deal with Dwayne. 
So I, I don't know necessarily that the difference between 18, 20, 22, 24 matters that much in the grand scheme to the Heat. I think it will matter to the fans. I, I think if – because the fans, again, are still can't get over the whole Myers-Leonard thing when they don't understand that that really didn't impact – uh, you know, what they did with Jay Crowder because Jay's thing was about years, not about money. But you can't explain that to 30% of Heat fans. They still don't understand why they, they made that money offer to Myers when the reason they made that money offer to Myers was so that it was a flippable contract and they figured at the time that it was a flippable contract that they wouldn't be pressured to move because he made comments on a stream. Yeah. They figured it was... It just he, didn't work out. It just didn't work but, out that he might be... And they did bring in Ariza for it, okay? And I know that's not Adam's favorite move, and he's on here, and I get it. But I'm saying that, uh, like, I don't know that the exact amount matters with Duncan, but I do get the sense that Duncan is prepared to go. And I also get the sense that if the Heat signed Duncan to some outrageous three years, $70 million contract... Heat fans are going to be all over his ass next year. Like, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, he better produce. I mean, right? but here's the thing. Don't forget, guys. Like, if the Heat want to keep Kendrick Dunn and Duncan Robinson, they can do it. Okay. So, like, it, it doesn't matter where they want to go and what they want to do. Like, they, the Heat control that kind of situation. So, if you want them back, you'll have them back. And I think devoid of assets, devoid of talent, they're going to have to consider it. The thing Larry Kuhn mentioned that was illuminating for me um, that I I, sh- I guess I should have connected these dots a long time ago. Adam, Alex, th- those guys probably have already done that. Ethan, you too. That like the years, you can identify years where signing trades are going to be huge by the teams that lack, like you don't have a lot of teams with cap space. Well, that's this summer. And so I think it's really incumbent on the Heat to like look at all of the free agents that they have that are outgoing as well as maybe Kendrick Nunn. And you got to at least get something in return for these guys. Like the, the sign and trade market, if it's going to be robust this summer, you have to be active there. Can the Heat though justify, not that you don't want to get something for them because of course you, you do, but I can see there being some justification inside the organization that maybe is put out to some of us that, well, Duncan and Kendrick were found money anyway. Like we didn't invest anything, but I know I can see where the spin will go because they spun DJJ this way to some of us. Okay. You know, we didn't, we didn't give up anything for Derek Jones Jr. Phoenix dumped him, right? It's the lack of reinforcements, Ethan. You have nothing to replace these guys. I'm not making the excuse for them, but I'm saying that, I mean, Duncan Robinson was a guy that you identified that they liked that they didn't draft. Right. Uh, the, the Kendrick Nunn situation was a guy that they picked up at the end of the year. I, I, I don't know if I've told this, but when, when Kendrick Nunn was signed that day, remember, everybody's pissed because Magruder, another guy they didn't invest anything in from a financial perspective. Everybody was pissed that Magruder was thrown out there. They picked up this guy, Kendrick Nunn, right? Okay. And I can tell you that day, uh, Jimmy Butler's agent, Bernie Lee, was with him in the car and said to Jimmy, they're prepping, they're prepping uh to uh to make a trade for you eventually because they're they're gearing up on these uh these flippable contracts like that's the way the league viewed Kendrick Nunn so i can see the heat if they don't end up re-signing those guys for money if they let them both walk if they don't work out signing trades throwing it out there that well we didn't invest anything in either of these guys we made them into players and okay we're just gonna move on sort of like they did with Derek Jones Jr. and I can see the 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 counter being thrown out there well look with Tyler Johnson we didn't invest anything in him from a financial perspective initially right 
Uh, he became a player. We matched him, and everybody was pissed that we matched him, right? And we tried to retain the asset. Like, can you – I mean, a lot of – can you understand where I'm going here? Like, I, I, I can see the spin from here if they don't decide to spend the money on the two of them or get anything the, for them. The problem, though, is that I think – and you, you made this point. Then, then what are we doing? Because it's either you bring back the majority of these guys and then later on deal them if they don't work out or if you can get something better – or you basically gut out the majority of this team and then you go for a you know a bigger deal. But right now, I just feel like we're just kind of caught in like no man's land. And I think that's why people are getting frustrated. I'm not usually one to have high expectations either. I kind of trust in the organization and let them do their thing. But right now, I'm just, I'm not sure what direction that is. Obviously, aside from like, it's Jimmy and Bam's team. Right. Uh, we're going to go to Alex here in a second, but but I can see also, and I've heard a little of this sort of leaking out, we think Max Struess is deserving of a bigger role. Look at what Gabe Vincent's doing with with uh, with Nigeria. Like, this is... It, it's Are you little... preemptively going against all the things that you think I'm going to say to defend the front office in future yes. Five on the Floor episodes? Yes. I, be- I see yes, you getting because, out in yes, front of this. I- I'm already hearing some of this stuff, and, and, I, and it makes it makes me a little bit... It makes me a little bit kind of nervous for heat fans I, I that, feel like that what the spin may be if if more good players are allowed to walk then players are actually brought in to help that's an issue ethan though why does that make you nervous like a lot of people i think are at this point where i think they kind of want this. without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It, to, the, for the heat to let some of these guys walk, I think that's kind of the point where I, you know, like we talked about the other, the other night, uh, whether they overvalue or undervalue their players, and I, I spoke to the to the thought process that they they're undervaluing players now because of the way that everything finished, and it's just like I think we're at this point where people are expecting to the Heat to like Kendrick Walker to, and I think people want roster overhaul overhaul in general. So I just think it comes down to that. Like I don't think people are necessarily necessarily going to be mad now if Kendrick walks and you don't get an upgrade and. I think it's, it could get ugly from there. Well, that's what I'm saying, Alex. And I, I mean, I mean, just to follow on that, like I feel like with, with Heat fans that things swing one way really far and then there's an overreaction the other direction, right? So it was, for, for a while, it was, well, we need to retain our guys. I mean, this goes all the way back, like pre, I mean, what probably two of you really remember, the Ike Austin situation, right? Like that was... Ike Austin comes, you know, in, in Riley's what was it, Riley's first season, right? Second season, yeah. right? He was he was a huge factor as a, as a backup big playing behind Zoe. They won sixty games. Shouldn't have um, traded him, right? And, and but they, they felt pressure to trade him because his contract was coming up, and they flipped him for Brent Barry, who was a very good NBA player, but just never fit with Pat. Okay, total disaster trade. And for years it was well, you can't let guys walk uh, because of that. And then I feel like we got to this stage, and then they overpaid Dion, they overpaid Tyler, they overpaid James Johnson, they overpaid Hassan, which most people were in favor of at the time, by the way. Okay, they overpaid all of these guys, and then so now it's 
you now you don't want to pay any of them, but you may. I mean, does that make it okay to let the the you know you know one of the five most efficient three point shooters in the league walk out the door or a guy? That's why who, it's not going to happen. Like like how incompetent do we think that they are, and do you think that they're just going to like basically? throw a stick of dynamite around Jimmy and Bam and like do nothing. Like I, I feel like if anything, the finals just showed us like you make a couple moves, you you get, you know, a bounce here or there, you get lucky. You that can make a, a run moves by Milwaukee. Though. Milwaukee. Look, first thing, Greg, Milwaukee effed up the off season. Let's be honest. Okay. They, I mean the Bogdanovich, move All, was you're disaster. strengthening my argument. Okay. We can make so. a mistake or two even, and we can still get there. But <laughs> well, they okay. got their third guy and they got their, yeah. their, their shot creator now. You know, I was always the one saying they could have got Chris Paul instead, probably at a lower price, and ended up playing him in the finals. But right. at the end of the day, yes, they got Drew Holiday, and he made a huge impact. Whether or not he was a great scorer or whatever, he he was a huge impact player for them. So even if they, you know, they screwed up the Bogdanovich situation, uh, shout out John Crotty, they landed Drew Holiday, <laughs> and they did what they had to do, man. They need to do what they got to do. Like that's it. They're at this point now. You gotta like. Every, it's the worst kept secret, the, the whole Lowry thing. It's almost like it, it's yeah. making me uncomfortable because it's yeah. giving me Jimmy vibes and it's also giving me the vibes like, God, I really hope they don't. It's like two telegraphs. Even though I trust them, it's just like it makes me a little bit nervous. By the way, if we had Karate here with Alex and, and who, it, it was, it's an at the end of the day situation. We had at the end of the day versus situation. Who I wins? Al- Alonzo says situation. at the end of the day a lot too, though. I know he does. Well, I said- think my my sorry to cut you off, but my concern here really is that I and maybe this is just me. I don't feel like Miami is as big a destination as people think, and I honestly think that sometimes the organization is a little bit more confident than they should be too. Um, obviously, we landed Jimmy, which is huge, but I think overall, it's like every summer it's the same narrative of like who wouldn't want to go to Miami because of the city and the tax situation and the culture. And then we That's miss out on me. people over and over again. Well, Guilty. <laughs> who would want to go to Miami with the COVID, with, with, with the governor opening up no, the state? No, but it's like that's, that's mostly what I hear. And to be honest, like as a Heat fan, I kind of fell into it. And it was just recently that like people in my personal life, friends were like that aren't Heat fans are like, you know, Miami is really not that hot a spot. And I'm like sitting there thinking <laughs> about it. And maybe we're not. So I don't know if it's a little bit of that where we're kind of banking on Let's let these guys walk. Of course, we're going to do better because it's us. And then at the end of the day, we don't. And then what do we have? Struce filling in for Duncan. Struce might eventually get somewhere close to there, maybe. But that it's not. They're not interchangeable. Hey, that's not true. I do want to be him. I'm well. I'm not in Miami. I'm in Broward. I just I'm not that far. But that, think, that's true. I and think a lot I'm losing Duncan. By the, a lot is in Chicago, by the way. So just just to be clear on that. Uh, I, I do. We mentioned the finals here. I want to get to that for a second because I do think it affects. It could affect Miami. Uh, we just saw a, a franchise player stay put and win, which is is not something that has happened a lot. Um, happened for Steph, but I mean, for Steph, you know, he had a lot. Some great players join him, and one of the reasons Steph stayed on that contract was he had bad ankles, and so they locked him up to a really cheap deal early in his career. We saw it with happened Tim for Duncan. Dwayne. We saw it with Dwayne. We saw it with Tim Duncan, but it does not happen. We saw it with Kobe, uh, but typically it doesn't happen a lot. But I mean, Giannis is getting like universal praise right now for sticking it out uh, and everything else. Do we think in any way that this affects the way other stars view this going forward? I'm thinking Dame as one, but maybe others. Dame's situation may be you know unredeemable at this point, but other situations. 
because Alana's right to, to, to this degree. There, the assumption inside the Heat organization is, and this is what Pat Riley told Dan Levitard when they did one of those South Beach sessions when they were talking about the big three coming together and him planning it with Andy in 2008. And he started looking at their free agency and he said, thinking about LeBron and Bosch and, and Stoudemire and Boozer and Joe Johnson and that whole crew and said, why wouldn't they come here if they could? That's been the mindset for years and years and years. But that mindset is somewhat based on the fact that you're assuming that players want to leave other situations, whether it was LeBron in Cleveland or Bosch in Toronto, ultimately Durant left OKC, that that ultimately happens. Well, Giannis didn't leave Milwaukee, and he won. Do we think in any way, Greg, you're shaking your head, that that affects the way stars view this going forward? I don't, because I think like Giannis, like he gets the unique opportunity to tell this fairy tale story. But like, there's a lot of other guys that are like stuck on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they're not going anywhere, and they're not gonna get good. And I'm sorry to like break it to you, like there's a lot of teams, like even Phoenix, uh, had they pulled off the finals, they were up 2-0. Like we would be saying, look at Chris Paul, he went there and he transformed that team in one year. And so it's like. I just feel like we can't swing like in all these directions. Like at some point, um, I, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of talking in circles to a degree. I'm right, what do, you, what like, do you think, Alice? Did you change things? It's a good thought pro- like thought exercise here because I'm trying to think of like who could be. Yeah, like who's what, the sanctimonious the one that's going to stay? Well, okay. No, well, you, also, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Cat, but Cat can't come here anyway because Jimmy doesn't like him. So that's not true. happening, right? <laughs> but, but I mean – uh, of of the others, I, I mean, I guess we talked about Devin for a while. He's not going anywhere now. Uh, you know, Beal and Beal is another one right now. There's some conversation about how the Lakers may go after Westbrook. I don't know how that affects Beal and Washington. Did you say Levine, Kyrie, Kyrie. Levine. Did you say well, Levine? Levine's Levine. not leaving Chicago. I want Kyrie oh, really? for Ethan so bad. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Lana seems pretty adamant that uh, <laughs> Levine is leaving. I don't know. I just, I would be shocked. The, the thing is that I've just heard around here. I don't have sources. Just put that out there. It's just, I, I think that, I think as long as they, they give him some help, I think he really wants to be that guy for Chicago. And they traded for Vucevic and then still ended up two spots below the play-in, not even the playoffs. That, that shit is unbelievable mm-hmm. to me. That's why I'm so like, yeah, I, like I'm skeptical that he would be they better. So, make it right. He would want to stay. Like, well, Jokic is in leaving. Playing with Vucevic and Vucevic. That's a good one. Well, Jokic, you think Jokic isn't leaving Denver? I was about no. to say that. I was That's the guy. That. That's the guy who sticks it out. But you know, the Heat were never in the running for Jokic anyway. Like, but, but, well, but, and Luke is not going anywhere either. But the type of guys who win these titles, like the Giannis thing, it's it's you know you got to give them credit, right? You got like LeBron and KD had left their teams and went to other teams to to win titles. I get that. That's that's something that everybody can understand. But it's almost like a, a similar thing happened with Kawhi, I feel like, with the Raptors. Even though that wasn't his team, it's like almost this surprise team that you kind of think, oh, okay, they got over the hump. Maybe this could be a blueprint for other teams that aren't necessarily super teams or whatever. And I'm trying to think, and it's really just like, well, that's two teams that have guys that are basically top five players in the league and a whole lot of talent surrounded by them. So how rare is this really? And then I'm trying to think of, like, what's the next team that can kind of take up that blueprint? And I was going to say Jokic and the Nuggets because they've already seen some success. They have two guys there who, who you know, they, they kind of just need, I think, one more thing to take them to that next level. But other than that, like, you need to have, I feel like, a top 10, top eight player to even think about 
replicating what the Bucks or well, even there's the very few. I, I was doing this exercise. And both teams are some of the greatest defenses ever. Well, and I was I was I was going through this exercise. I, I did a radio show today, and I, I was saying that like there's very few players over the past 25 years who've been the best player on a championship team who've proven that they can carry. I mean, it, it was for years. It was it was Michael, and then it was the sort of Duncan. Kobe and Shaq. I mean, the Shaq with the first Laker teams was better than Kobe. And then Kobe, obviously, with Gasol as the second guy, right? And then there was Dwayne, right, in 06. Um, and then you get into this, and it was, uh, you know, Curry, but Durant came in after. I guess you could, you know, so I don't know which. It's very few. And Kawhi, like, it, it's, you know, who, and you could argue Kawhi was maybe in 2014 also. That's it's true. very few it's a short players. List. And, Hakeem. And, and There's another one, Hakeem. Guy. But exactly. maybe not even Hakeem because Jordan was out. Never mind. Jordan was out, and and Le- and and LeBron. But I mean, you're talking about like ten players. I, I mean, over 25 years who who've proven that they can be the best player. I mean, the only real sort of real exception that's out there is is Chauncey Billups, I guess. Maybe in 04, right? Like, I mean, depending on that's who why you, you think can't build best. scared because you can't do that where you're like, well, we don't have a top eight guy, so we're not going to do like you just can't build scared. No, all right. So let's let's get to it. We've got two minutes left. By the way, our sponsor is Biscayne Bay Brewing, markbrownpa.com. Reach out to that guy, I'm telling you. He's also a big Miami sports fan. Um, and also, uh, prizepicks.com. You can still play it during the Olympics, by the way. Prizepicks.com. Use that code 5. Check out the other shows on the YouTube channel. Alex Dono had his fight show tonight. We're debuting 5R Live next week with Dono's show daily, every day at noon. So make sure you check that out. Of course, uh, if you want to see the review of Space Jam, the guys did it yesterday. They had some fun with that. So make sure you check that out. But let's just get to it. Quickie predictions. We're a week away uh, from the draft, okay? The Heat do not have a pick, but Riley has said basically, we'll find a couple of players. Put a percentage on the Heat making a move for a significant player, a veteran player, on draft night because they're not going to trade into the top 15 to take. We know they're not doing that. So like get percentage that they make a move for, for a veteran player on draft night. I will start with you, Greg. Uh, I'm going to go 34% chance that they, <laughs> that they opt in. And I'll give you the exact scenario that they pick up Iggy's option mid draft and use him to either acquire a player and a pick or a player. Okay. Alex, what do you think? I guess, I mean, I have no sources, so I'm going to take a completely uneducated guess and say 25%. Okay. I mean, the, the, should, should, the whole I mean, sexton I mean, thing just sexton seems thing like it would is, happen at the draft, right? Right. So the that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, a lot of, instead of throwing a percentage at you on this, I mean, do, do, you, do you see any value in them trading into the first round, adding another young piece? Honestly, not really. I mean, it's not like I I would have no problem with it, but that's just not what I want to be concentrating on right now. And I also feel like, and this is something that I feel like we've done for a while, we're somewhat playing the waiting game, right? Of like trying to see who is going to be available, who is going to give, you know, the signal that they do want to leave and whatnot. So I I don't know, I was going to say like 20% chance because I feel like we're more so just waiting and seeing at this point. I, I think I still think the thing to watch here is the Sexton situation. I, I there's too much. Did you smoke. see the question from the from I think Welch is the one who mm-hmm. said it that Trilly and and Adam were talking like uh, maybe there was a possibility that they could land Sexton and Love without trading Tyler in the deal because of taking on Kevin Love. Yeah. Do you think that's any type of possibility? Yes. 
See that that if changes. They, if they, my if they're willing to take love, I don't think that they would need to include Tyler in the deal. And if they don't include Tyler in the deal, do we think Tyler's being flipped somewhere else, perhaps Correct. for Kyle? Correct. To get Kyle a little bit more money. Look so at the it, dot connection. This is good stuff. Okay, guys. so it, well, I, I, Evan Massey will be all over this. Okay, I but, but, but Tyler I would at that point. But, Just but, keep him. Well, if, okay, unless if you got another deal in place, but like I wasn't in, 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 like if you're flipping him for somebody better, like Sexton, I'm I'm for. It. But if you're getting Sexton without trading Tyler, what are we trading Tyler for? But is is Dragic going out the door in this scenario? He is, right? I, I I'm assuming he's going out the door just because of the like. If we're assuming that they're going to be an over the cap team, it, it feels like probably Goran's going to be out. So I, they, they can't really do Sexton, Love, and Lowry. That's really a lot. Like it's a lot of money without trading Tyler. And without trading Tyler and and, and, and Goran's contract and, and Iggy. Iggy's contract. So 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 final thing, we'll just tease people with this because this is a whole future episode. Starting line, and, and I know the depot's out the door in that scenario, or perhaps maybe signed for almost nothing Exception. if he's willing yeah. to take it. Nuns out the door, most likely. Duncan's probably here, right? So your starting lineup then in that case is Bam, Love, Duncan, Jimmy, Lowry, Sexton's your sixth man? Uh, I don't know about that. No? Or are you just – or because who's playing the four? Kevin Love? I just – I don't have the guts to say Philly's Kevin Love is our three? starting player. Yeah, oh, that, that does not sit well with <laughs> me at we, all. Do we have to do this? This is so depressing. Free yeah, agency is supposed to be fun. I know. All right. You got to stagger Sexton and Love. They don't like each other, so I well do with that with you all. I know. Fit in or fit out, as LeBron said to Kevin Love. That was one of my favorite days living. I'd rather he fit out of the Heat roster. I, me too, but I, you know, like you said, if, if I mean, it, that this may be what you have to do to get Sexton, but it's just interesting to see how that would play out. All right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Alana. Again, check out Feel the Heat on our YouTube channel. Check out markbrownpa.com, pricepicks.com. Use that code 5. Get those signups in there. Um, and you can also do the NFL stuff. And also to our friends over at Biscayne Bay Brewing. Yes, Alex? We got a comment to here. Uh, Mateo Mayorga, thank you for watching. But you said barbecue in the perimeter, having a backcourt of Lowry and Sexton. Barbecue on the perimeter is exactly what the Heat have had on yes. defense for the past two seasons. Lowry yeah. and Sexton would be a big upgrade, even if you think it's two guards. I mean, th- look, I can't, yeah. man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, go I'm on, Tyler. You. Kendrick Nunn, Duncan, that's barbecue chicken, man. That's, that's right. barbecue. Right. Sexton competes. I don't know that he's I don't know he's a great defender at this point, but he competes. All right, thank you. We're out of here. Get out, Alex. Go. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.